when you follow that inner GPS, it really helps you live in more alignment and more authenticity. And it helps you just trust your own timing, trust your own path. We're not all going to be doing certain things by a certain age. We're not all going to be, you know, following A, B, C, D paths in life. And once I started to really listen to myself and cultivate that relationship with spirit, with my divine self, with you know a greater power on my own terms, by my own definition, that's when I felt the game really changed for me. I felt so much less resistance, so much less doubt. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, you cosmic cutie. Hello to all my cosmic baddies, bosses, and babes. How the heck are we doing? Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio with me, Maddie Murphy. I am so freaking stoked. I don't know if it's just that like intro music or what, but like your girl is legit headbanging, kicking down doors over here. I mean, in my mind, at least. Actually, I'm sitting on my husband's closet floor if I'm being completely honest. But in my mind, I am like kicking down some saloon doors right now. Mm, So badass. So I want to say I'm so excited to dive into what we're going to talk about for Aries season in terms of a spiritual tool, a spiritual practice. Put it in your toolkit. Put it on your tool belt. Whip it out at a moment's notice. But before we dive in to that, I would just be remiss if I didn't say thank you for all the love. We had our first episode drop earlier this week on 322 and y'all making me blush. The love coming in, the reviews, people tagging us on Instagram and being like, yes, I am ready to own my bad bitch energy on 1000%. It just warms the cockles of my heart, okay? And that's not a dirty word. That's a real that's a real expression, okay? I hope I'm using it right. I mean, first of all, part of me was like, should we just leave that bad bitch energy episode and that's the whole podcast? Because that's like 90% of what I have to say here. <laughs> but truly, I'm so excited to go on, go deeper in this journey with you and hear from you. And on that note, we also have some exciting new elements we'll be adding now that the podcast is live and we could make announcements. We were keeping things very hush-hush, very honey-boo-boo, very quiet up to this release. But now that y'all know about us and we're here, we're going to have really cool ways for you to interact with the show because this is for you, okay? I mean, listen, I love listening to myself talk. I love talking about all things spirituality, empowerment, sexuality, woo-woo, alien stuff, astrology, all that. But really, I'm here to serve you, okay? Because the world needs you and your power. In case we haven't noticed, there's some big-ass changes and there's a revolution happening and we need you standing fully in all that goodness, okay? So. We are going to have two ways for you to drop a line and 
get some advice. Use this really as your hotline. To me, your personal cosmic consultant, you can ask me questions about anything. You can, you know, about your spiritual journey, about your conscious business, about your roommates that are driving you crazy, about those aliens that I just mentioned, or maybe it's some sex toy question you don't know who to ask. I'm your girl, okay? Or if you just want to like process something and be like, WTF, I'm also, okay? I love the tea. That's one of my... I would say, I can't tell if it's my shadow or my superpower. It's so confusing, but I do. I love juicy gossip. I love spilling tea so much. My sisters and I have a fake game show we play in our head called Juicy Goss, okay? So if you have to call in with some juicy goss, like, and you don't know who else cares, like, trust me, I care. Tell me. Tell me the hot mess stories. I'm here for it. So we're going to link in the show notes. There's a phone number that my beautiful podcast producer, Alicia, put together for us. And we're also going to have a type form if you're more of an anonymous, non-voice person. If you're like literally my boss is a psycho and I can't have my voice on the internet saying that, we're going to have a type form. And we have a few today that I'm going to dive into. Other announcements. If you're listening to this and it's before 329, leave a rating, leave a review, um, make you know your name, your Instagram name, or send us a screenshot, and we're going to pick a winner in the next week to win a free one-on-one reading with me. That could be for anything. That could be an intuitive card or crystal reading, a year ahead reading, a birth chart reading. It could be a cosmic boss, conscious business coaching call. Again, whatever. I'm your girl. I'm your cosmic consultant. But I think it's a fun opportunity. And also my books are closed till the summer. So it's like a double perk. It's free and you get access to me. So leave a rating, leave a review. We really appreciate it because that's how people are going to find us, how we're going to get this little weird and wild podcast out into the world. Okay, so those are my announcements. You know, I'm so nervous. I'm not as nervous as the first episode, but I can feel I'm like jittery. I'm jittery right now. I've had a lot of coffee today. It's officially Aries season. There's a lot happening in the sky. Mercury is squaring Mars. You can listen to my energy report for more info on that. So so before I get into, I'm going to read a question from you, from one of our cosmic baddies here in our community. We're going to dive into kind of, I don't know how much I explained about myself. We recorded a bunch of stuff and I didn't end up using some of it because I'm a Virgo perfectionist. But for those of you who don't know me, I am an intuitive astrologer. I'm a shamanic medicine practitioner. I'm an empowerment coach, spiritual mentor. Basically, I just like helping people live in their purpose and living in their power, living in a place where they can really claim their fullest version of themselves. I don't promise that your life is going to be happy-go-lucky, unicorn and rainbows after working with me, but I do want you to feel free and fulfilled, and I want you to feel fierce, honey. So I've worked with clients now for, oh gosh, five years, one-on-one. I do group coaching. We do events. We do circles. We have an online community called the Cosmic Fit Club. We have an online academy. I love it. it. This is what brings me life, honestly. Teaching, listening, connecting, hyping you up, having sacred ceremonies, tuning in, manifesting, doing our shadow work, taking our power back. To quote Ursula from Little Mermaid, it's what I do. It's what I live for. So that's where I'm coming from. And I, you know, one of the reasons we want to start this podcast, me and my business partner, Audrey, who is my absolute work wife and a blessing from on high. 
We just wanted to share more of what I do with the world and hear from you and hear from other people who are cosmic change makers. Because I don't know about you, I like Instagram. We used to have a ton of fun on the Instagram lives in the beginning of quarantine, but I feel limited by those boxes. Okay, don't put me in a box, Zuckerberg. I cannot live in one of those boxes. So I am not really that person who's like super effusive or writes long posts and the Instagram lives. My Wi-Fi is always wonky no matter what or where I am. So we wanted to come on here and just share some of the tools and tricks and techniques I've picked up on my long and nonlinear and weird AF path in life. And more importantly, the coaching tools that I've really seen my clients use and really utilize in a way that's helped them step into that place of being sovereign, okay, of being, you know, in the captain of their own ship and really step fully all the way into their most cosmic self and turn their magic all the way the F on. So the formula I use, the methodology, we call it kind of the cosmic revolution. It's a way of igniting real significant change from the inside out uh, using the zodiac season to stay in alignment. And we take down Big, big, big principles, everything from mindset work to business strategy to spiritual practices to embodiment techniques. And the goal is just to bring them into digestible doses through the zodiac season. And when you're going into the world of spirituality and you're going into the world of transforming yourself, I was really overwhelmed of where do I start? So for me, my Virgo brain loves a good framework. So really in the beginning with my clients and in my community and in the moon circles we were hosting in New York City and Montauk, I really wanted it to be foundational to anything that could cultivate and bring in more self-love, more intuition and more pleasure. Because those were sort of the three antidotes to the things that I saw within myself and within people I knew and within society at large that were the ills, the things that kept us down, kept us small, the things that keep us out of our power. So we know that a lot of society, the media, the patriarchy, you knew it was going to be not too long till I brought up the P word really benefit off of keeping us in a place of the opposite of self-love. We can call that self-loathing. We can call that self-doubt. We can call that just, I don't know what, self-avoidance even. So that's why every month I'm going to be giving you a tool for self-love and that's going to be your mindset tool. And then the other pillar, the other framework of the cosmic revolutionary method is working with your intuition, working with your spiritual practice. And that could be a range of so many things. Spirituality is not cookie cutter. It does not have to look, it should not look the same way for everyone. But it is about getting in touch with your spirit, with your intuition, with your wise and wild voice within you and getting in touch with that inner compass, that inner GPS. Okay. Because so often, again, we're taught the opposite of that. We're kind of taught to check on what everyone's doing around us, to seek validation from others, to compare our journey to others, opposite of intuition we really think of as influence, okay? We're influenced by everything, our family dynamics, our peers, our coworkers. We're obviously influenced by the media. We are influenced by obviously a whole generation of people who now have a career title that's called influencers. So obviously, I'm not making this up. I think we can all agree that there's a lot of things that are looking to influence us. And truly, no one knows what's best for you except for you. No one knows better. 
when you follow that inner GPS, it really helps you live in more alignment and more authenticity. And it helps you just trust your own timing, trust your own path. We're not all going to be doing certain things by a certain age. We're not all going to be, you know, following A, B, C, D paths in life. And once I started to really listen to myself and cultivate that relationship with spirit, with my divine self, with you know a greater power on my own terms, by my own definition, that's when I felt the game really changed for me. I felt so much less resistance, so much less doubt. Okay, so that's going to be something we're covering. That's what we're going to get into today. And then the third major framework, major pillar of this method is leisure, baby. Because like, God damn, you just deserve to feel good in your life. I don't know how else to put it. I could split it a million different ways, but that's what it boils down to is you are here to experience being alive and what my cousin Kirsten calls like to experience the rich juiciness of being alive. I think somewhere along the way, we adopt a lot of mindsets, everything from say really vanilla things about pleasure, just like that, you know, life has to be hard or a struggle or that the only time we have pleasure is when guilty is associated with it, right? We know that guilty pleasure. Well, I don't have guilty pleasure, okay? I want grounded pleasure in my life and I don't want my life to be guided by the opposite of pleasure, which is pressure. And that is how, unfortunately, that's become our fuel for so long, right? We're not fueled by our desire. We're not fueled by joy. We're not fueled by play, sensuality, orgasmic movement. We're like fueled by this thing of like, I got to keep up with someone and I got to get more done. I have to achieve more and consume more and I have to keep up with everyone and I'm letting someone down. And sometimes like that pressure too comes from like a, it's like trying to stay one step ahead of shame. So fuck that. No more of that. We're casting that away. We're not here to be guided by this like constant, invisible iron fist of pressure. When you can step back into that and you can lean into pleasure, it just allows you to be so much more present for just the beauty of it all, the highs and the lows even, there's beauty in all of it. And it allows you to really take up space because when you deserve pleasure and you know that and you know how to ask for it and advocate it and cultivate it, you become very unfuckwithable, okay? And I'm going to get into more of that and sometimes it's going to be sex talk and dirty talk and everything in between and sometimes the pleasure talk is just going to be about like hey reminder check in you don't have to apologize for uh resting and uh, taking a nap and sometimes that's your pleasure practice so that's the framework that's what i want to share with you that's what i'm really excited to dive deeper into and then of course because i'm also a conscious quote-unquote entrepreneur that's what i was doing before i was doing the one-on-one work 2014 i opened one of many businesses and entrepreneurial startup projects so i'm also just naturally drawn to working with people who want to create something of their own who want to pave their own way so that's another thing we'll be touching on in this podcast is people who are lighting shit up breaking the rules and living with purpose, whatever that means for them. Okay, so does that help? I just felt like I had an intro. I felt a little rude. I'm like, I just jumped in. You you all don't know me. You don't know what I'm about. And you can come find me on my personal Instagram if you want to say hi. It's at I am Maddie Murphy. I will guarantee you it's all pictures, mostly of my dog, and then some pictures of my family, and then the occasional like astrology reference. So if you're here for that, then come find me. Come say hi. We had some fun submissions on our 1-800-COSMIC-HOTLINE. We have the numbers going to go live later, but we created a type form, or I should say Audrey, my work wife, created it. 
And I wanted to just pick one of these at random. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. So we have from Tamara. She says, how do you build a faithful and strong relationship with the universe? What are some tools other than meditation that can help? Such a good question. And kind of what I was just saying that we're going to get into in this podcast deeper and deeper. That's the whole intuition tools that we're going to be going through every month because that just connects you to spirit and to something bigger. So I would say anything, first of all, the universe to get in touch, not just meditation. You need to get quiet. You need to create sacred space. You need to come into that place of, you know, quasi stillness. It's very hard to be in touch with the universe and whatever you call the universe, God, source, spirit, the divine, you know, insert the word that is in your vocabulary, your vernacular. To do that, there's no shortcut. There's no app. <laughs> well, there, maybe there is, but it requires us to just have some of that quiet time, right? To actually listen. That's a big thing. One of my teachers, my shamanic medicine teacher, Stephen Feely, talks about the place of the still lake, like spirit signs and things from messages from spirit come through like little ripples. So we need to create stillness in that lake if we're splashing around and there's like a jet ski going off and someone's playing Marco Polo in that lake. It's going to be hard to connect with those little ripples. The second thing I would say is look for inspiration. Where do you feel inspired in life? The root of the word inspiration is quite literally to live in spirit, to live in union with spirit, to find spirit in all things or to put spirit in all things. And that's why it's so life-giving, so energizing, because it's like you're connecting directly to the divine when you feel inspired. So to connect to the universe, find the stuff that lights your soul up, the stuff that gets you buzzing, the stuff that gets butterflies in your stomach, the stuff that gives you chills, the things that make you feel gloriously and recklessly alive, even if they scare the shit out of you sometimes. There's a difference. There's good fear and bad fear. We will talk about that a lot on this podcast, but find things that make you feel alive. And there's so many answers. I'm going to try and sum this up in three. Your girl likes things in three, okay? It just feels neat and tidy. So ask for signs, ask for help. That's the other thing I would say with the universe is if you want to feel connected, it's a conversation. You know, you listened. That was the first step. And now ask, like, ask for help, ask for signs, you know, show me a sign. When I was beginning my spiritual path and, oh, Lord, my life was in shambles. I, I won't even, I won't even get into it now, but just imagine I remember just being like, I am so effing lost right now. I am so confused. Like, I need you to send me a sign that A, everything's going to be okay. And then I need you to, God, Spirit, Universe, the Divine, my angels, whoever I am talking to right now, if there's a yes, if there's an opportunity I'm meant to take, I need you to make that door, that window so open that I cannot miss it, that my dumb stubborn ass cannot ignore it. I need to be big and then I need to open it and then I need you to push me through it. Okay. Thank you. And you know what they did? Exactly that. Exactly that. I started noticing so many repeating numbers, so many weird synchronicities, quote unquote coincidences uh, that I was like, okay, this is either I am completely losing my marbles or this is it. So I hope that helps. So let's dive in now to the intuition practice, the spiritual practice for Aries season. Last episode, as a recap, we talked about ways to work your inner bad bitch daily, nightly, ever so rightly. And we talked about things like 
taking up space, owning your magic, um, not apologizing for who you are, learning to shed that quote unquote good girl complex that so many of us have internalized from society. We talked about just hyping yourself up, celebrating your wins. And we also talked about not taking shit from anyone, especially yourself. And one of my favorite quick practices, change your middle name to fucking, say it in the mirror. I am Maddie fucking Murphy. And just remember who you are. Moving on, Aries season. Now we're going into the spirituality, the spiritual concept. And it's going to be rolling right off that bad bitch energy. That's like mindset, okay? That's the stuff you need to talk to yourself. You need to hype up your mind when your mind's like, oh, I don't want to. Who am I? Oh, I feel yucky. And then your bad bitch comes in there and it's like, I will shut this shit down, like Mariah Carey style. Stand up. Remember who you are. Now we move into the spiritual tool. What's a practice that we can do in Aries season? And again, if you're listening to this in the future, whatever time of year you're listening to this to, we can access this gift. It's very heightened during Aries season because the sun, the luminary, the giver of all life is illuminating the Aries constellation, like, woo, sending this out to Earth. But we always can access this. First of all, we have the Aries moon every month. We have an Aries moon for about two and a half days. And we also have Aries in somewhere in our birth chart. You might have a lot of planets in it, or you might just have Aries as a ruler in one of your houses. I'm going to get into a little astrology mumbo jumbo today. So if you're not into the astrology technicalities, you could just like glaze your eyes over, let your mind wander while I talk. And if you're into astrology, then pull up your chart, sweetie. We're going to be diving in a little bit. But this is all to say this Aries season gift of spirituality is really about finding your fire. That's it. That's the tweet. That's the tagline of the spiritual concept that I associate the most with Aries energy. And this is just my hot take. This is not like hard and fast. This is just your girl, how I feel. Fire is important, okay? We need fire in our life. Fire is get shit done energy. Fire is the element that destroys and also creates, right? It could burn something down or it could fuel something up. And Aries is ruled by Mars, the god of war. And under the Aries sun, we are given a certain cosmic rocket fuel. And to understand it, I also wanted to just first point out in shamanic astrology, which is one of the types of astrology that I practice and that I study and that I feel really personally connected to, they talk about the archetype for each of the signs. And I'll get into shamanic astrology in a different episode, but I really like it because it really speaks to the whole spirit journey. It's about understanding like the fullness of our soul's potential and how to rise into that to benefit the collective and to do what we came here to do. And understanding though that the journey is going to have like light and shadow, ups and downs, and there's a lesson and a blessing in all of it. So the shamanic astrology really asks the key question. Okay, this is some airy shit. Right? Just get ready for this. This is from my book, The Shamanic Astrology Handbook by Daniel Giamario. Listen to this question. The sacred question that Aries asks and answers is, what is the nature of the righteous and just cause, the noble cause worth fighting for? Damn, Aries, damn, Daniel, this is it. Like there is in the best way, Aries asks us to find our freaking fire, find out you know, who we are, what we believe in, what we stand for, and to go after it, to initiate something, blaze a trail, 
Of course, how the healthy Aries energy is also associated with other things, associate with fire, warmth, joy, pleasure, life force. And in the shamanic path, uh, healthy Aries energy is doing a lot of things. But one of them things that Aries is not doing is uh, focusing on playing by society's rules, unless it's connected to their higher cause or mission. And Aries is an action sign, hence the fire. We are in this season learning about acting spontaneously, acting instinctively, um, maybe even impulsively, which can be a form of intuition, impulse, to further the cause they believe is worthy. So even if you don't have any planets in Aries, like I said, you can look to the house that's ruled by Aries in your chart, and you can get a free chart on astro.com. And you can find out, you know, where you have Aries. Maybe you have your sun, your Mercury, your moon, your Venus, your Jupiter. That's a part of your chart that is going to be activated by this energy. And that's going to be a part of your chart that's um, where you express and embody this energy the most. And if you don't have any personal planets in Aries, like me, moi, yours truly, hence why I like live for Aries energy, because I just like want what I can't really have, you look to the rulership. So Aries rules my 10th house. So you think about that. Okay, so to better understand that Aries part of your chart that it's ruled by, to understand that, because for me, my 10th house, it's like, okay, Aries is the ruler of my 10th. Then to better understand your 10th house, which for me and everyone, 10th house is career, your public image, your work, you're going to go over to where is Mars in your chart? Because the thing about astrology, is it's not really about zodiac signs. It kind of is. But we look at the ruler, the planetary ruler behind the sign. So we really want to look to where Mars is in your chart and Aries, but really, if you don't have Aries, let's go to Mars. I just want you to think about, we will go deeper into astrology in separate episodes, but I just want you to think about everyone has a Mars in their chart. Everyone has Mars, okay? And we know here, this is astrology, not your mama's horoscope. We're going deeper than sun signs. We're not doing compatibility work. We're just talking about astrology as this way of looking at yourself as this multi-dimensional, multi-talented, multi-passionate, complex piece of the cosmos walking around in human form. And one part of that is we all have a Mars sign. Mars is responsible for two major aspects of your psyche and personality. On one hand, it represents your ability to assert yourself, take charge, stand up for yourself. On the other hand, it also is your capacity, your drive to pursue a goal, okay? So from a psychology perspective, the placement of Mars in your chart, where it is, is also going to govern how you express anger, how you do or do not define your boundaries with others, and how you can also activate a certain uh, life force energy to go after those drives and desires, right? So every single one of us has something that drives us, this fire. Every one of us does. Every one of us has something that we desire, something we hold near and dear to our heart that inspires us and ignites us into action. And for some of us, it's obvious. And for others, it's less so. But either way, they're there. I want to talk about fire and the importance of that and desire because for some of us, we are taught that our inner fire is a bad thing or that it's too much. Or that desiring things is greedy or wrong or, you know, that you're power hungry. Eh, not true. So our fires, our desires are so natural, but a lot of us have a complex relationship with them. So as long as you're living in conscious alignment with them and awareness and really trying to use them in the highest frequency of them and to be you know, in that place of faith-based service, love, 
compassion, then your fire and your desire is super important, okay? It's the gas in your tank. I don't know about you, but I didn't know for so many years what I even desired. It was so hard to pinpoint. Like when I was going to college and I was trying to find what I should major in, everyone's like, well, what do you like to do? And I was like, I don't know, like watch Law and Order SVU with my sisters and listen to Britney and make costumes with my hot glue gun. And you know what? Now I like to think that I'm kind of honoring a little piece of each of that part of me now. But there was like a cloudy haze over even trying to plug into that inner fire in me because your girl didn't have really great boundaries. We're going to talk about that as part of your fire because I leaked my energy out a lot in service to other people's validation, opinions, approval. I talked about in the last episode. And when you're leaking your fire everywhere, it distinguishes it, right? So boundaries and protecting your energy and cultivating that bad bitch energy is really the first step to connecting to your inner fire and then connecting to all the amazing power that it unlocks. So we talked about, yeah, Mars, energy, drive. It's also like your warrior spirit and how that manifests in you. Sometimes Mars, they talk about their masculine energy. I'm personally trying to move away from gendering astrology, but I'm also new to that. So if I say like he by accident, I don't know, I'm still learning, but I feel like the gendering of astrology feels outdated to me. So I wanted to think about Mars less as like masculine energy, but just thinking about it as like a warrior's energy and more direct active energy. Whereas we're going to talk about a feminine energy later as something that's more like lover, nurturer, receptive energy. So Mars, the warrior, how in you, it's how it manifests. It's how you manifest using this warrior energy. You really want to understand this. If you have shit that you want to attract and accomplish in your life and goals you want to smash and you have things you want to manifest, get to know your Mars. Mars is also how we cut through the bullshit and how we stand up for ourselves. It's how, you know, if we feel taken advantage of, controlled by others, undervalued, underappreciated, we may need to check what our Mars needs from us and where it is in our chart. Okay, so understanding all of this is going to be another way of tapping into your cosmic superpower and also taking accountability for yourself, your energy and your actions, which is a big part about of being a cosmic baddie. And, you know, once you learn what energizes you, what excites you, what's pushing you forward in life, you can have fun with this. You can harness this energy. You can work, stoke, manage your energy and you can just get done and be more in alignment and be more active in your own life. So that's just, I just want to tap into the Mars a little bit. Also, Mars is a little bit of our sexual energy and that. Ow, ow. We'll talk about that next week. But I wanted to talk about, you know, Aries and Mars of where to find it in your chart because I'm always using astrology as a framework for these principles, for these spiritual principles, because it helps us understand that we all have access to it. Because someone like if you were me in 2002 listening to this, I'd be like, I don't think I have that. I don't know if I have that, that, that the desire, that drive. And I want to be like, wake up, baby girl. Yes, you do. Just look at your Mars. My Mars is in Sagittarius in my sixth house. And so you have Mars, you have a fire in your chart. And it just can be about understanding the zodiac sign and the house it's in, maybe the aspects of the relationships it has with other planets. But I wanted to tell you, you have it. It's there. And then I want to talk to you a little bit about what finding your fire may feel like, because I want you to understand what your fire is inside of you. You need that warrior energy, okay? You need that. You need the boundaries. You need that assertion. You need that way of taking sacred action in your life as a way of protecting like your gooey lover. It's not about being a bad person or being like mean to everyone or aggressive or definitely not abusive, 
But we do, we need that warrior energy, right? Like think about your warrior energy as like holding it down so that way your inner like child and lover energy can create and play, it nourish itself and you know, dream weave and be in that like lovey gooey space. And also the warrior energy has to protect you so that way you have energy to give to the good things in life, okay? Not just leaking it out everywhere. So flex on those boss boundaries. Then the other thing I want you to think about with finding your fire and, you know, why it's so important, I want you to use it to tap into sacred rage, okay? Anger is healthy. Anger is righteous. I saw a quote the other day that was like, in Aries season, sometimes the sacred act is violence or something. I was like, whoa, but like, yeah, totally. Because you know what? It's healthy to look at what pisses you the F off. That is how change is made. If we're all complacent and we don't feel rage sometimes, guess what? Nothing would get done. And when we tap into sacred rage, we're taught that like being angry is a bad thing. Again, it's confrontational, it's uncomfortable, or maybe it doesn't have a place, especially if you're being a quote unquote spiritual person. That's bullshit. Okay. Because we're humans. We carry a multitude of emotions in us. And if you've ever watched an injustice occur in front of you or just watch someone freaking step on someone that you love or you watch your own boundary be violated or you watch someone, you know, desecrate Mother Earth, you should feel sacred rage. OK, you should feel that it's a good feeling. It's about what you do with that and how you channel it that makes a big difference. But Aries really reminds us all of sacred rage. And Aries is truly the warrior and the protector of the underdog. And Aries wants to, like I said in that original quote, find and tune into that sacred, worthy and noble cause that they can like go to battle for. So we'll talk about this more, but find, notice the things that piss you off. Let them piss you off, especially if it's big things that you want to be a part of changing. Feel that fire in your belly. Tap into that sacred rage. Where is it guiding you next? Like I said, your fire holds so much wisdom. Let's be committed to like changing the things that piss you off in the world. We talked about that a lot last year in my Cosmic Boss Mastermind, beginning of quarantine. We were all super grateful to have this tool of sacred rage as we moved into so many things you know, that happened last spring um, when we really started to fight for like racial equity in this country and realizing that we really all had to use our voices in a way, even if it was like scary to us. And so many of my students and my cosmic bosses watching what they did, what they were moved to do with their sacred rage, like completely humbled me. And I was in awe of it. I was so grateful that they were in tune with that part of themselves. Okay. Also finding your fire is about burning off the heaviness of shame. Mm -mm. Shame feels like a wet, gross, gray wool blanket. I always use that analogy. So that's what shame feels like to me. I really try to articulate and create metaphors for a lot of my emotions as a way of processing them and being able to identify them and working with them. So, you know, I'm curious to you, what does shame feel like to you? Tune into that for a second. What you can do now in Aries season or any time you're in tune with your inner fire, your inner fire is burning that off. It's like clarifying that. If you've ever seen anything like burned off of a substance and what it leaves behind, how pure it is, 
how all of that shame can be burned off and transmuted when you tap into this inner fire. Because again, the inner fire, the bad bitch energy isn't, oh, something bad happened to me, therefore something is wrong with me. It's no, something bad happened to me because the world is fucked up. I'm going to heal myself. I'm going to integrate that. And then I'm going to go into inspired action to make sure that never happens to me or someone else ever again. Okay, that's the difference between tapping into your inner fire versus being consumed by shame. All right, and we all have that. And the tricky thing about shame is that we think we're the only ones who carry it. We internalize it and we think it's our fault. Okay, so tap into the inner fire. Let it burn off the heaviness of shame. We're going to talk more about that next week. We'll talk about pleasure and uh, some sex, sexy energy for airy season. And, you know, finding your inner fire. It's about being a whole, complete, independent individual self. It's about um, knowing also the importance of fun fire, like those flames, play, camaraderie, joy of healthy competition with yourself and others. Finding your fire is saying to yourself or saying to your haters, step into your haters and just saying, I can and I will watch me. So it's all of that. And it's also about allowing yourself to be seen. These are things of finding your fire. So I really encourage you, go back to your Mars and your chart. Think about your fire. Think about what lights you up in all those emotions I just talked about. Think about where you might need more boundaries, where that warrior energy has to be given more permission to put up those boundaries to protect you, where you need to assert yourself more. All of that. Does this feel good? I hope this feels good to you. Um, so anyway, I really love this so much. I am so excited to be here. I am so excited. We have so many amazing guests coming up. And like I said, if you want to have your question on the show, call the Cosmic RX hotline. We'll link to it in the show notes. Or you could drop a few words on the type form if that's better for you. Please, if you like this, subscribe, hang out, leave a rating, leave a review. You know, be honest, but be nice. Be gentle with me. I'm just figuring things out. And if there's anything that you want to see on the podcast, hear more about a guest you want on, or if you just want to be like, hey, let's dive a little deeper into this, or that really resonated, I needed to hear that, come find me on Instagram. I am Maddie Murphy or at the Cosmic RX. And I just want you to take a deep breath. I want you to feel that inner bad bitch energy we talked about last week. And I want you to also tune in to that blazing, beautiful bonfire you have within you, just waiting to come out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.